Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome back to the birthday edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And as previously previously mentioned, it is Jason's birthday when we are recording this podcast. And uh, it was a little bit busy today. Just Jason, a tad. Just a tad. Just a little bit. Jason started the day off tweeting something about it being a slow day. And then it was an insane day, which is kind of on par with your brand at this point. Yeah. And of course, in typical fashion, uh, I finally, you convinced me uh, to, to take a break, and uh, within five minutes of being in the car, the board meeting broke, so. That happened. Yeah, there, you know, <laughs> that's my life. And then you proceeded to pretty much sit through dinner on your phone most of the time. I was pretty good. You were pretty good. I did get a photo of you on your phone. Yeah. Um, without going into, like, details, you also had... We had an awesome thing happen at dinner in running into someone from the past. Why? We can go into details. We can? Oh, uh, okay. I'll remain, it'll remain, they'll remain nameless. But my old boss, when I used to work at the, another network. Once was, upon a time, when uh, Jason was a, a baby poster. I was a writer and all that. And uh, basically the person that was in charge of the website, again, not naming names, but they left. And, um. I wanted the opportunity to take over, and I was ready. I had been working for quite a while with that website, and the owner basically said no. And I don't uh, think you're good enough. I don't think you're good enough, and some of you are familiar with who I'm talking about and the history, and we left Rivals uh, to go to Fox Sports, and here I am. And for the first time since I left in like an overnight you know, it was like a coaching search where the coach leaves overnight and he's in his new place the next day after multiple warnings. Uh, God, how many years ago was that? 13? Yeah, I finally saw him for the first not time. and he tried At to, dinner tonight. He tried to ignore me. and uh, He actually tried to walk past us and I was like, hey! And I said his name and he was like, not thrilled, but he kind of pretended to like be polite. And he's like, what's going on? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's, it's Jason's birthday. And I pointed to Jason. <laughs> he never even like looked at him, and he could not have tried to like flee out of there faster. So it could not have been funnier. So that was Jason's birthday present. Is basically me calling this person over our table on his very busy day. It was awesome. So anyway, to a lot of people listening to that, probably don't know all the background, but just know it's one of those moments where you get to come full circle in your life, in your career. And, uh, you know, see how far you've grown. Anyway, speaking of growing and uh, 
potentially changing. If you guys haven't heard, there's this whole yeah. realignment thing going on. And that's what this podcast really is about, not Jason's birthday. I guess I should just start at the beginning. Because that is a lot really that... what is usually yeah, suggested. So you, you go have a nice drink. and uh... well, I mean, it's Starbucks. <laughs> it's not White Claws. I'm going to... Yeah, we didn't even have... You know it's, it's a serious birthday. I didn't even have alcohol at dinner. Too much business going on. Um, gosh, okay, so... Let's start. I uh, wrote an article earlier, and I'll kind of just summarize and, and give a, a few more details, and I think people will kind of know where we are. So I actually, this morning, got more details on the Pac-12 offer. Originally, I had reported that it was low 20s. Um, the exact number was actually higher than I thought it would be. It was 24.5. Um, and and there, there are incentives. The incentives are still, as was described to me, <coughs> unrealistic. The issue is that that 24.5, well, it was actually a little better than um, originally anticipated. It was dominated by streaming. I mean, all streaming. Um, you know, I should maybe not 100%, but like 90%, 85% streaming. The presidents have been very consistent in telling Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakov that a streaming-dominated deal was not preferred. And... There was a linear option presented, but it, it was not great um, from, what, from what I understand. So once that meeting, as we reported, and we reported this before on, on Wildcat Authority, but once that meeting was completed, uh, it became kind of every man for himself. Arizona, Big 12, Utah, ASU. Arizona was by far the, uh, the furthest in these discussions. They have had plenty of discussions um, with the Big 12. My sources, I don't know if I've reported this online, but you're in my podcast, people. My sources indicate, um, I don't know if it was in person. I believe it was in person. I'm not sure where, but Arizona and Brett Yormark met on, uh, on Tuesday to kind of sew everything up. Uh, ASU was, has been being worked on by Robbins, President Robbins, Arizona President Robbins, this entire process. Now, it became very serious once those numbers were produced and it became clear to these schools involved that barring a miracle, um, the Pac-12 just wasn't going to get it done. And look, all I know, you know, maybe ESPN wakes up on uh, Thursday and says that Fox Sports is absolutely ruining it and decides to overpay for the Pac-12. I don't know. You know, if that happens, then, you know, maybe it all falls apart, but very unlikely. So where it stands now is there's just not enough of what any school wants. And Michael Crow has said he wants to stay in the Pac-12. He's been adamant. Um, the leader, no, this is the guy that loved Larry Scott, was like Larry Scott's right-hand man. Boo. And so he has been very stubborn in his views. But eventually um, what happened was the people around Michael Crow kind of started saying, you know, hey, Big Mike, it, we got to go, man. Like these, we just got to go for the, for the future of athletics. Um, and so ASU, I believe had conversations based on what I've heard with your mark today, earlier today, in which they kind of finalized and, and really, really advanced things. Utah, I'm not as familiar with in terms of meeting and stuff like that. What I do know about Utah is that they have been the most stubborn through the process. I wrote something in my notebook, and Utah fans are giving me crap, but it's absolutely true. I think my reporting has said that it's true. But 
Mark Harlan is very aware of the politics and the feelings that Utah fans have, have about two things. Number one, the Big 12. But number two, the relationship with BYU. Uh, Mark Harlan was on stage at Pac-12 Media Day. Remember that. You're not going to go on stage if you plan on leaving the conference, right? You're, you're there to represent the conference. Harlan was not lying or blowing smoke when he pledged his loyalty to the Pac-12. He is absolutely wants to stay in the Pac-12. In fact, I still think he wants to stay in the Pac-12. The problem is there's just not a path to that, right? And, and so, you know, if I... Uh, you know, if I want to win the lottery and I play the lottery every day, eventually I might stop playing the lottery because I just can't win it anymore, right? And and that's kind of like Harlan wants to stay in the Pac-12. I still fully believe that. Someone told me tonight that he is heartbroken legitimately over this decision, um, but they've done a 180 over the last 24 hours. Now, there is a possibility that Utah gets cold feet and screws this whole thing up. Um, you know, that is probably the biggest concern right now. I don't think it is a huge concern. I do not know if Utah says we're staying with ASU change their mind. I don't know the dynamic of that. Arizona's all in that. I know, um, you know, and, and so Utah, you know, is it's, they're more confident than ever in their next step. I absolutely believe they will be in the big 12, but you never know the school president, Mark Harlan, the AD could wake up tomorrow and say, oh, no, we can't do this. We just, we don't have the guts. There is no board meeting for Utah scheduled yet, but I don't know their board rules and regulations. I don't even know if they have to schedule a board. Um, I, I'm not sure of how that works. So uh, that kind of sews it up right now. There's a board meeting that'll take place on Thursday. It's an hour and a half board meeting with Robbins, Crow, and the Arizona Board of Regents regarding athletics. The general belief is that um, it's going to be to basically plan the rollout and to figure how this is all going to work, to get permission to present all the things, the options, to kind of make a case. The, the Arizona Board of Regents will not get in the way. There's a small chance that they would have gotten in the way if these schools split. Um, you know, again... I don't think it would have ruined stuff. You never know with school presidents. They could say one thing and do another. I've said before, I don't trust what any school president says in public. Um, Robbins is on record as saying that he doesn't have any problems splitting from ASU. He'd like to stay together, but they're going to do what's best for them. You never know. He could chicken out if ASU changed their mind. We, we just don't know. But the Board of Regents itself is not going to stand in these schools' way. So if Arizona and ASU go into that Board of Regents meeting, as is expected now, and say we're leaving, uh, it's a done deal. They're going to all get their messaging on board. Uh, it's an hour and a half meeting. I would assume things to leak. Uh, it would take a major, major change for this thing to not leak tomorrow night and be finalized on Friday. The biggest issue would be Utah. Uh, I, again, I'm a firm believer in things are done when they are done. But right now, Shelby, uh, it's about as close as you can get without being done, 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 done. There's a, lot, there's a lot of semantics involved. It's not just one sport or the other. It's it's the whole enchilada. and uh, It's a big decision. And it's I, a big and, decision. And I am very confident in saying Arizona wants to be in the Big 12. Uh, the coaches have been informed that they will be moving to the Big 12, and I started to say that to their players and such. 
could things fall apart in realignment? We've seen it happen before. Um, but I'm telling you that as of this recording, things are headed. Very close. Yeah, they are very close to being completely done. I believe there's a verbal agreement in place. Um, I'm confident saying there is a verbal agreement in place for these schools to move. Um, now you have to take the next step, which is the Big 12 will be voting. I believe there is a meeting uh, tomorrow afternoon before Arizona's Board of Regents meeting is what I've been told. Wow. So my you, guess is... You get told a lot of things. Yeah, my guess is <laughs> the Big 12 will get permission to invite the conferences. They will be invited. Um, and then they will discuss that that invitation at the Board of Regents meeting. It'll be accepted. Again, barring something insane. And then Friday, you will see the rollout and the announcement and everything like that. I am not sure there actually needs to be a vote with the Arizona Board of Regents. Um, there are people have told me I'm not confident to report it and write an article about it, but this is a podcast, whatever. So on Tuesday's meeting, it was discussing the assignments for the executive director, John Arnold. And someone told me that part of that may have just been, look, we're giving you the power to, to sign off on this. Like, instead of voting, if we tell you on Thursday we're all cool with this, then on Friday you could be the one to sign off so we don't have to meet and vote and all that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's something that is a possibility. I'm not positive that they have to hold a public vote on Friday. If they do, you're going to see it posted tomorrow or today, Thursday, because you have to have in Arizona 24 hours in advance. So, so this was their streamlined solution by giving Arnold right. the power to do so it So they on either Friday. did that or we're going to see a vote uh, Friday night at like 8 o'clock, which seems weird. Hmm. I mean, desperate times, man. we got to go. Yeah. We'll find out. Show we got a little, senti- little sentimental tonight, though, Show I did wax a little poetic in the car. You know, I understand where a lot of people are coming from as this, like, hunker down, like, I don't want to leave the Pac-12. And at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, why? Is it because Lou Olson was the coach when Arizona was in the Pac-12? Is it when Arizona men's baseball or, or the softball team won national championships? It's all sentimentality. It's all nostalgia. It's what we've known. I, I mean, the Pac-12 is older than we are. It, you know, I looked this up. July 1st, 1978 is when Arizona Board of Regents um, or when Pac-12 accepted Arizona and ASU. So it's 45 years of tradition and history and, like, there's a lot. But at the end of the day, I am a fan of Arizona. I am not a fan of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has been declining for years. We all know that in various ways. 
The roughing has been a national disgrace in most sports, especially football and basketball. There's just been a lot of mismanagement on the television side. Obviously, what Larry Scott did couldn't get a deal done with DirecTV. It's just, it's been an issue for a long time. And then clearly, clearly this George guy was not the guy. So it's just an atrophy and a decline over time. Nobody should be surprised by this. And like Arizona has to make the best decision for the school. And if you're an Arizona Wildcat fan, you are not a fan. You can't say, I love the Pac-12. Yeah, sure, you root for a Pac-12 team in the NCAA tournament or something. But like you're rooting for your team and maybe like baby brother, like no Arizona fan really says, yeah, go ASU. But like every once in a while, like, you know, yeah, ASU beat so-and-so in that tournament. Okay, like I can give them some flowers. But at the end of the day, this is the best chess move that Arizona can make. And we happen to be potentially bringing other people with us, it sounds like. But maybe that's a good thing. Like the rivalry itself is a brand. Arizona versus Arizona State. And then the Phoenix market is a big deal. There's a lot of factors involved, not just Arizona by itself. But at the end of the day, Arizona needs to take care of Arizona. And this is really the best way forward. Yeah, I think people confuse when I make fun of George Kleokoff, and it's very easy to do, but I think people confuse that with me disliking the Pac-12. I don't dislike the Pac-12. I dislike the current situation for the Pac-12. And even, like, you you know, if you've been a member of Wildcat Authority, uh, I've never reported up until recently, you know, Arizona has to go. Like, they have to. You know, am I in favor of a Big 12 move now? Yes, because I believe that it is the best move for Arizona. If the Pac-12, when I woke up tomorrow and I read that the Pac-12 had a $40 million 50-50 deal, I'd say take it right away, right? Like take it and because it's the best deal for your school unless Oregon and Washington, you know, said they're out, then don't take it. But um, it's that it, the biggest issue with the Pac-12 is that we've all seen this coming, but somehow the school presidents had it. Like, they agreed and fell for Larry Scott. And they didn't fire him when it was very clear to everyone he needed to be fired. We're talking the direct, the, the Pac-12 network, you know, telling the Pac-12 members you'll get more money based on subscriptions. Never happened. Uh, the whole direct TV thing where Larry Scott was asked about direct TV every day. Never happened. Um, we're talking about, you know, the, the money that he was allowed to spend unchecked because he was cozy with some school's presidents. Michael Crow and ASU, for instance, being one of them. Then the Pac-12 presidents hired George Kalakov, and everyone's saying, okay, it's a good hire. I even said I thought it was a good hire. Um, they go in the room. Carol Foyt, who is planning on leaving the conference anyway with USC, says no expansion. Everyone says, cool, let's move on. She leaves. They had screwed that up. You know, had the Pac-12 gotten that right and combined with the Big 12 or whatever it's going to look like, we are not even close to being in this current situation. Then Colorado leaves right from under his nose, right? And, and he goes into media day and he says, oh my gosh, we're united. I love everyone. Uh, and then Colorado leaves. And then the presidents, you know, George doesn't want to present a deal, doesn't want to present a deal. Colorado leaves and the Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors say, cool story, man, present the deal. He presents the deal and the for only deal that he has presented in a year. Let's be very clear here. The only hard concrete deal he has presented in a year is $24 million in 80% streaming. 
Nope. And so you have to assess the issue. I grew up on the pack in the Pac-12, right? I was born and raised in California. I have always been in the Pac-12 footprint. My first football game was a USC football game. I was at UCLA football games and basketball games. Pauley Pavilion was very cool to me when I was growing up. Did right? you hear that, UCLA fans? Like, that's, I grew up in LA. Uh, and, and, you know, and so I knew Pac-12 athletics. That was my thing. Loved the Rose Bowl, all that. But I'm not a sentimental dude when it comes to this because you have to do what is the best for yourself. The Pac-12 died when USC and UCLA left. And I'm not saying, and I got a lot of crap when I said it was USC's fault. It's not only USC's fault. It's the commission's fault. It's the president's fault, whatever. But USC got this started in terms of school members. So I hate the narrative that, oh, Arizona's got to go together or it'll ruin the conference. No, this, and Jed said it perfectly. We are reacting. Jed Fish said, we are reacting to what other schools did. We are not, I'm, I'm, it's cool that everyone thinks we're so important, but nothing we do is just us. It is a reaction to what other schools have done. And this is a reaction to what other schools and the, the commish has done and the networks and all that. And it's just, it's become apparent. Like even the most ardent Pac-12 supporters, I, I can't hear of a case. You would have to convince me that streaming is the future and the future is worth taking significantly lower money for the next five years so you'll have a seat at the next table. But where's the shape of your athletic department in five years? Like, I have yet to hear a legitimate argument, and I'm all for it. If you have a legitimate argument, let me know. But I've yet to hear a legitimate argument beyond, beyond sentimentality of why this conference is the place to be. Tradition is hard I thought you were going to sing Fiddler on the Roof. I was going to sing Tradition. Um, it's difficult to get past that, you know, and to really think outside the box. And I've told you in the car, it is mind-blowing to me that the crisis management side of things. Like if, you, like if you're a marketing person kind of like I am and you have a lot of communications background and training, the lack of foresight and planning for, for a lot of these things is – indicative of the level of people that you're dealing with at these high levels in the Pac-12, in all honesty. If they don't have a communications team, crisis team, you know, forward-thinking lawyers that are going, well, if this team pulls out, that means we're going to have these teams. Maybe we should start talking to other schools because if we lose four to six teams, we don't have, we only have six people. We only have four people, whatever it is. So, I mean, you're dealing with a very bare cupboard as far as like, these higher level thinkers at the Pac-12 in general. So the vision, the direction, the leadership has been lacking. And then to just completely have no plan in place and to be reactive to Colorado leaving or like they know Arizona is leaving. They, it's been writing's been on the wall. Well, that's why I said, I mean, maybe there's a small miracle where we wake up tomorrow and, and George yeah. spent the whole night getting some magical TV deal. Anything is possible. Again, nothing is done with realignment and these major decisions until it's done. Uh, but George knows. I mean, they absolutely know what's going on at this point. Yeah. Well, usually by the time you know, it's it's usually... I don't know, man, because everyone knew Colorado was leaving for months, but apparently George didn't. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like, Colorado 
when this is all over, I'll, I'll give longer timelines because this has been going on longer than people think. But Colorado was literally gone for months. Like, it is not a surprise at all when Colorado left. If anything, it was a surprise that it took so long. So, and, and look, we, I mean, there's another thing in all this. Like, the TV networks hold the power. And it's a little bit surprising that ESPN is letting Fox dictate everything. Um, I realize that Arizona's very likely to join a conference with ESPN and all that. But, you know, Fox, this morning we wake up and I said there was it was going to be a quiet day. My bad, guys. And then all of a sudden there's a report that the Big Ten has become serious again. Do not buy for a second that the Big Ten is just exploring options. They've done that already. Um, they have vetted schools already. I actually have heard that this is going to move faster than people think. Um, you know, the, the, oh, but they're not being predatory, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Remember, they're not, not being predatory. The FSU president, uh, you know, going on the board and, and saying that they're probably going to leave the ACC eventually. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. But um, the Big Ten, basically, they met tonight or Wednesday night when we're recording this. Uh, and they, they discussed numerous schools. Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida State. Uh, from what I understand, Oregon and Washington are the priority. So, like, how, it, it, unless the Big Ten said, no, that's not true, we, we've decided we're not going with you, Oregon and Washington, um, how are you, you know, it, it, it's, you got to move, right? Like, you can't, it, Oregon and Washington aren't going to sign. They're not, unless they've just been straight up told no. And then you got to, again, it would be reactive. And so, um you know, the Big Ten is, they're, they're probably moving to 20. I mean, it absolutely looks like they're going to move to 20. I don't believe Stanford and Cal are priorities. It's Oregon and Washington. And then, um, you know, you're going to have other conversations. I, I personally think adding Cal is, is insane. They add absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, they're awful. I know academically they're great, but their athletic department is literally as bad as it gets. It is a train like, wreck. I'll be honest, if, if the Big Ten doesn't add Cal, I think Cal goes independent and probably gets rid of his athletic department within the next decade. Like that's my prediction. And, and I'm completely serious about that. Um, Stanford, I get it. At least they try with athletics and care about it. And then of course you have the education, but North Carolina, Virginia, Florida state, uh, UConn does not seem to be a major option for the big 12. They're a, uh, they're a, a kind of a fallback. If Utah gets cold feet, maybe then UConn comes, but um, you know, then you got to worry about the ACC and, and all that. So it's going to get super interesting. Uh, college athletics, as we know it, is it, clearly, it's done. Transformed. I mean, and, and not done like, oh gosh, it's, you know, I mean like, what, as, what as we know knew. it. What, what you, you knew, knew before. Yeah, what you knew. And I mean, Brendan Carroll was funny because someone asked him, our Arizona's offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, someone asked him about realignment. And he goes, well, I played in the Big East. You guys know what that is anymore? Because it doesn't exist. Like, Ricky Hundley was like, I don't care. I played in the Big Eight. And then we changed conferences, like, when I was, like, for the most part, like, this, it, it's it's new on the scale, but realignment isn't new. Like, it, it's new in terms of the power of television and all that. But um, college sports aren't what you used to. The the networks control it, but they're not the only ones to blame. Like, the, the school presidents and all that, that's why we are at. And it just looks like, you know, barring a small miracle that, Arizona, the four corner schools are, are going to the Big 12. Utah's a little bit surprising. Utah surprises me, and I'm almost convinced, like, I'm not convinced, but I'm very skeptical that Utah, even though I think they're in, and I've been told they're in, they're my most, I'll see it when I believe it. Because Harlan, 
was 100% against joining the Big 12 very, very recently. So he had yeah. a, a come-to-Jesus moment. Huh, literally. Um, I have not seen, like, I know Arizona fans and ASU fans, you know, don't like each other. Like, that's just, like, bred into you when you're born here. But I've never seen fans and a fan base that hate each other, like, more than Utah and BYU. And it's, there's a lot of things going it's on awesome. there. It's, but it's like crazy. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm excited. Like if that Holy war is back, I'm excited. That's what they call it. The Holy, like if Arizona goes in the big 12, yeah, there's going to be some familiar faces, but man, the basketball, I mean, I could talk, we could talk about this forever. Like this means that on Arizona's 2024 schedule that the wildcats are hosting home games against Duke and Kansas. Woo. Like, are you kidding me? That's amazing. <laughs> Baylor and and, T, and, and and you know, you look at the Big 12 schedule, um, you know, Arizona is actually scheduled in 2024 to have an out-of-conference game with Kansas State. That could be moot within the next 24 hours <laughs> where they would have to take that off and reschedule it. Uh, you know, you look at the Big 12 schedule and, and uh, I believe Arizona would start with games at West Virginia. And if you just look, they'd have to change the whole thing. But there's a good chance that like Arizona would start with games at West Virginia and Iowa State on the road. Like, it's different. It, it's very different. It's going to take time to get used to. It is very unusual. I mean, there's no denying or arguing that. It is very different. It is going to be difficult to get a hold of at first. Unfamiliar. Like, if you're a casual fan, you're familiar with Stanford and Washington and all that. You don't know crap about Big 12 schools. Right. So, it, it's going to be strange, but uh, it's Arizona exciting. Arizona fans travel well. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. Big 12 fans probably don't know that yet, but Arizona fans, uh, they they can give as much as they get. And uh, what? You know, Shelby's an animal. So, I will teach you our ways. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, we got a lot. I mean, this is kind of just a review podcast. We're going to do another one probably tomorrow night after we confirm and the board meets and all that. And heck, we might do another one Friday. We'll see. But what? Um, we are going to do another one Friday because Arizona, believe it or not, there's football, Shelby. There is a lot of football things happening. There's actual football practice football that we're allowed to watch on Friday. today and... Yeah. How many radio shows slash podcasts are you on tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow's not bad. I think it's three radios and a podcast. So that's yes. actually not bad. And you're with Michael Luke? Yeah, and we're going to do an open... Sp- uh, I don't know what it's called. Spaces. Spaces on Twitter. Mm-hmm. With me, the Utah publisher, the FSU publisher, the Oregon publisher, the Utah all at once. So that's going to be that's very cool. cool. Yeah, and then we'll 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 do some other stuff. We got a lot of content coming, especially if the if and when the move is made official, we're we're coming at you with a bunch of stuff. That's amazing. Well, you had a great birthday. At least busy. Thank you, honey. We'll try to do something that's a little less crazy on another non-August second day. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, keep our fingers crossed at this point. We'll see what happens. Who the hell knows what tomorrow brings at this point? (laughs) That's right. But as always. As always, Wildcat Authority is the spot. And real quick, 75% off. Let me repeat. 75% off uh, a, a annual subscription to Wildcat Authority. And Shelby... We are uh, we are back at it again. With, we are with our home field buddies. Our buddies from home field apparel. Yeah, Shelby uh, wears their clothes all the time. When 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 she went to jail uh, for no, I'm kidding. What? But um, anyway, take a look. 
we'll take a look, like a, a listen. Uh, the code is Wildcat Scoop twenty three. If you go to Home Field, um, you know it, it's it's awesome, awesome clothing. Homefieldapparel.com. All your colleges, Big Twelve colleges, Arizona, all that. It's online shopping. You can browse through everything. Um, you know, we we have a bunch. The kids wear a bunch of clothing. It's very unique. The mascots, the iconic moments. Uh, it's very cool. Over 150 colleges to choose from. Homefieldapparel.com. And then uh, your code is WildcatScoop23. All capital letters. WildcatScoop23. I like the vintage designs. Like the old Wilbur and Wilma. I have that shirt. For sure. I wear it on the weekend all the time. For sure. Anyway... Thanks for joining us, Um, kids. Thanks for joining us. We will keep you informed. Bear down. Also, real quick, Shelby. uh, A lot of birthday wishes, a lot of kind words with all the realignment stuff. Um, Do it for you guys. Really appreciate it. So just usually we we do a bunch of jokes and all that right now, but truly am grateful for uh, all the kind words and everything today. Aw, we love you, babe. Come here right now. (laughs) Come here. (laughs) 